Now, because we're talking about skin health today, before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind you that skin healing comes from the inside out. So first and foremost, we work on gut and hormone health. So most women do gut restoration work, dream support and hormone rebalancing to heal their skin and to get it glowing. Now, one of my favorite products when it comes to skin health is collagen, especially bovine collagen for gut healing and marine collagen for skin health. Switch Nutrition does one of my favorite collagen blends that combines not only bovine, but wild caught sustainable marine collagen. On top of this, the formula contains vitamin C and digestive enzymes. So this will help improve the absorption and utilization of collagen L-tryptophan, which is added to ensure the blend contains all nine essential amino acids required to support any tissue recovery and repair. It also has glycine and glutamine to support connective tissue and gut health. And lastly, MCT oil and prebiotic fibers to feed your good gut flora and provide metabolic support. So to get your hands on some Switch Nutrition Collagen, follow the link in the show notes or head to switchnutrition.com.au and use the code SHEZ at checkout to receive a discount. Now enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain, and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I am so stoked to have these guys here today and I've actually really been looking forward to recording this episode. It's been on my radar for a while and I've been excited to chat to Nat. Um, But before we jump into today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions. So if you guys have been looking for the answers for your gut health struggles, make sure you jump over there and use some of those free resources to get started. Now, today I have the privilege of speaking to Nat Martin. So Nat, thank you so much for jumping on today. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, Our award-winning, I'm going to say this wrong, how do you say it? Yes, <laughs> with over 30 years experience in corneotherapy and skin science she's owned and operated her own skin clinic for five years which is amazing uh, committed to the art and science of skincare she constantly strives to stay at the forefront of advancements in corneotherapy and skin care techniques so Tell us why skincare, what drove you down this pathway? Okay, so I've been in the beauty industry for, like you said, over 13 uh, 13 years now. But the main thing that I was seeing was people not trusting the skincare industry anymore or not trusting skincare. And it comes with the the kind of high street marketing and the promises that people are sold and um, also seeing people take their skin to the extremes to try and get results so I believe that I'm a results-driven therapist, but I don't believe in needing to do harsh treatments 
in order to get the results. So it's kind of been a combination of things, but now my main focus is trying to educate people and other other skin therapists and estheticians about what what we should be promoting in this industry and what parts of the skin are actually important. Yeah, yeah. Did you go through your own health or skin journey that really pushed you to this point or have you always had quite good skin or have you struggled with different things or family members? So when I was a teenager, I struggled very heavily with oily skin. Now, oily skin doesn't sound like a big deal. Um, I didn't have active acne. I would have got normal hormonal breakouts, but having oily skin makes you feel really dirty, especially as a teenager when you don't know what's going on and you're around your peers and you're like, why is my skin like this? And with oily skin, makeup doesn't make it better. It makes it worse and all the rest of it. And back then we were constantly being told that if you had oily skin, you needed to exfoliate, you needed to exfoliate, you needed to exfoliate. And I was like, well, I need to get rid of this oil. I need to get rid of this oil. And it was only as I started to learn myself that what I was doing was being counterproductive, which is what I'm seeing so much in the industry now that I'm like, what I was making it worse. I was stripping my barrier. I was making my oil kick drive and be more production going on. And, and it was just that wee bit of misinformation that meant that I had prolonged the the having the oily skin for so long. So not a major skin concern. And I always give you, but your skin's lovely. But I mean, everyone's skin is personal to themselves and it might look lovely to you. Someone else's skin might look lovely to me, but it's about how your skin makes you feel was was and it just made me feel dirty and I knew I wasn't dirty I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing but it was that wee bit of misinformation is all it took correcting that so yeah that's kind of where my interest in the skin and the science of skin came from yeah so then you obviously had that interest and then how did you get into it as such did you start studying skin or what how how where does one what does one do when they're <laughs> learning about skin <laughs> So I originally studied um, beauty therapy science. So a lot of the original qualification that I studied, it did have like dermatology courses. It has cosmetic science, anatomy and physiology. So it was a wee bit more than just the standard beauty therapy qualification that we have here in Northern Ireland. And um, what my my plan back then was just to get out of Northern Ireland. <laughs> so I wanted this, this beauty to take me on a journey around the world, which it did. Um, I went after I qualified, I went and worked in cruise ships. I worked in the French Alps. I worked in different parts of Europe. Um, and eventually I came home because I thought I actually wanted to get into physiotherapy and helping people that way. Cause when I was abroad, it was a lot of massage that I was doing. But when you're a massage therapist, a lot of, um, people will massage therapists tell you, you constantly have people asking you, what's this on my skin? What's this? Constantly asking you for advice. And I got to a stage where I was like, I, I was intrigued. I was like, I, if I didn't know the answer, I was like, I need to go and find this out. I need to go and find this out. Um, so that's where it kind of started. Um, so then I originally came back to Northern Ireland and I had started studying biomed to go to university for, um, for um, physiotherapy. <laughs> and yeah. then um, it was while I was studying that the, the skin, skin came back into it. Um, obviously studying biomed, you're studying um, biology, bi biology, chemistry and physics. And it was actually, believe it or not, everyone's always like, you must have loved biology. It was the chemistry. I love the, the formulations and the um, creating creating these um, bonds and the electromagnetic charges and all this. Like it sounds so, so geeky, but I just absolutely loved it. And then whenever I was learning, you know, being in a beauty salon, working with these products and working with these formulations, that's where the kind of, again, the correlation was. So then I decided to 
open up my own skin clinic. So the, the, the whole plan of when I moved back to Northern Ireland was to open a clinic, was to work on people, was to help people. But it just, it seemed like it just took this natural detour to working with skin rather than doing the physiotherapy, um, which is, has worked out brilliant because my wee geek inside is constantly learning and is constantly dealing with um, clients and patients. And um, another thing that happened was obviously lockdown. So lockdown, a lot of the beauty industry here in Northern Ireland changed completely. We, we couldn't do treatments anymore. So I invested in a, a new product line, um, DMK, which I believe is quite big in Australia. Um, it was very, very new here in Northern Ireland. I had been following it for a while, but at that time when I first opened here, there was a clinic nearby. So I wasn't allowed to, to, to take it on. But then during lockdown, that all changed. And when I went and done my DMK training, the stuff I learned was like, I have been wrong this whole time. Again, like that wee bit of misinformation about um, oily skin, DMK blew my mind because it was basically like everything you'd been taught in a in a good a good beauty academy was not wrong, but not up to date. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's um, yeah. So since then, I've been all all about skin again, and I just love it. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I can feel. I can literally feel that through <laughs> the screen, and that's kind of how we connected when you sort of replied to one of my Instagram stories about um yeah. tret- tretinin, tretinol, yeah, tretinol, tretinol. Yeah. It's actually yeah. um, a friend of mine, Lisa. She she was a follower of yours. Lisa's very. She's a personal trainer. She's in. She helps women with cystic ovaries, and she knows I rant about tretinoin all the time because it's a massive thing here in Northern Ireland at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was her had sent me your story, and I was like, "I'm going to reply here." <laughs> well, I don't feel like it's like you said it's massive over there, and I know it's massive in the states. I feel like in Australia, it's just starting to come in because I hadn't heard a lot about it at all. And then, yeah, a friend or two was sort of like talking about they just started taking it and like or like putting on their skin, sorry, and then they're saying, "Wow, like." Um, I'm peeling and I'm really sensitive to it and they've obviously and they're still doing it only like once a week and they're like I didn't realize how strong this stuff was and I was like yeah Yeah. there must be more to it and everyone's like Sheridan you struggle with hormonal breakouts like you should totally use it just as a spot treatment and stuff and I'm like oh I don't know anything about it I don't know that that's the path I would want to go down exactly yeah no it's 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 kind of boomed here in northern ireland and it's being sold as this miracle all-in-one cream fixes everything and and just even myself the effects i have seen it have on people's skin especially here in northern ireland we have what i call irish skin you know we have our fix one lots of redheads sensitive skins thin skins and we're just not made for those harsh 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 compounds you know it's the damage i have seen be done to people's skin not that it's irreversible but even when you discontinue it the skin is so badly damaged the skin's almost gave up it just gives up um and i don't think people realize that and i mean that's just the visible things um there's so many side effects that i didn't even know about until i started diving in deeper because sheridan like if tretinoin was so good i'd be using it on my skin is what i keep telling my clients because i was the first one being on it miracle miracle cream's gonna fix everything for me if it was that good i would be using it do you know what i mean um so and it was only whenever i started diving into you know why why would i not use it it actually some of the side effects really really are scary um and one of the things that i had posted about that you had seen was the analogy about if there was a fly in the room yes so yeah so 
I learned that at DNK actually, so that was one of the things. Um, so yes, yeah, so the analogy is that if there was a fly buzzing around this room, there's two ways I could get rid of it. I could use a fly swat and I could just tap the fly and that would be the fly done. Does its job, it's targeted, it's just hit the fly. Or I could get a bazooka and I could kill the fly that way, but this whole room would come falling down, you know. So the fly is dead either way, but what one had a more devastating effect on, on the rest of the room. And yeah. that's that's what triathlon is. Yeah. Um, I think because people see results with it, that's why they're so quick to get into it. But you don't get results from it any quicker than you do other skincare. And that's that's what people don't realize. Like it's not an easy journey with it. Yeah. And so for those listening who don't understand what it is, basically, yes. I'm just going to say it in a layman's term, it's a high strength yes. vitamin A. Is that sort of what yes, we're so calling? Yeah. It's the okay. strongest. So vitamin A is retinoic acid yeah. and tretinoin is synthetic pure retinoic acid. Wow. So it's the most bioavailable but it is just so potent and so strong that your skin just, your skin's on fire. You know, that's, that's, that's what happens when you use it. But um, there so, are derivative other options that are so much better for the skin. Do you use any vitamin A's across the board? Because I think I used, what did I use from DMK for a while then? It has like a retinol style thing that helped bring everything out for me, but I yeah, can't remember so what it was. DMK has Revitacin and it has yes. Revite A. So those are good because they're formulated with um, a combination of different of the vitamin A derivatives. So the idea is when you're using a combination is that your skin, um, so uh, tretinoin is pure retinoic acid. Below that, you have what's called retinaldehyde, retinol, um, retinaldehyde, and that is, so that basically has to do a conversion to turn into retinoic acid. Then below that, you have retinol. So retinol has to turn into retinaldehyde. Retinaldehyde has to turn into retinoic acid in order to work in the skin. Everyone thinks that's a bad thing. Everyone's like, it has to, it doesn't even convert. But what happens is it means that your skin will only convert what it needs instead of just flooding the skin with pure retinoic acid and burning it and all the other things that go with it. Your body will just take what it needs. So it means that, yes, you might get slower results, but you're getting results. You're not just burning down your skin barrier. So um, there's other things as well. There's um, retinol esters and um, retinol palmitate, which again are all, all all different kind of conversions to get to retinoic acid. But pure retinoic acid is just the, the most potent and the most strong. And that's why it's prescription only. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. Like people are using it not just for acne, but for anti-aging and for everything else across the board. And I think that's where it gets dangerous. But I suppose there's like there's so many products on the market in any forms of retinols or retinoids or all those kind of things, which I feel like there must be they must be dangerous in their own way as well. And obviously not as strong, but misused. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yes. And that's the thing about I, I like to promote complete skincare. It's not about just flooding your skin with one vitamin. You know, your body, it's like eating one food for the rest of your life. You're not going to get the nutrition that you need from it. Depending on what your skin is presenting is an indication of what's going on inside. So you should be treating what your body and your skin needs, not just firing on one, one product because it works for someone else or because um, it has a certain type of effect on the skin. Again, if someone's dealing with hormonal acne, they need to be addressing what's going on inside because just pushing it down on the outside or making it all purge or whatever is, is not going to correct it. And as soon as you stop using 
tretinoin or the retinol or whatever, it's going to come back. So it's people are trying to use these as a quick fix instead of healing what's going on inside. Yeah, yeah, oh, 110%. I see that all the time. Or, you know, like even with DMK, which is amazing products, amazing skincare, and I used to use it. I don't at the moment, but I had great results for the year or so that I was on it. I still had clients who were using it and their skin texture and stuff was quite nice, but they were still breaking out and stuff because they still had all this internal gut and hormonal things going on. It just goes to show, like you said, like it's such a multifaceted approach. 100%. And that's why I think there needs to be more working with a skin therapist if you're, or, or, or a nutritionist, or, you know, working with some, with a professional of some sort who, who addresses those issues, not just dealing with someone who's like, bam, stick this cream on, bam, have this treatment done out the door and away you go. Any of my clients will tell you, I stop them. Like, I stop my clients. I, not in a bad way, but I'm always checking in with them, you know, if, if they're not getting the results they want. I'm constantly studying for them. I'm constantly, and that's what you need on your side whenever you're struggling with your skin. You know, you don't need someone who's just going to be like up the dosage, make it stronger, you know, that kind of way. It's it's coming at it from different angles and working with a professional, that's, that's what their role should be. Yeah, 110%. So what does your day-to-day look like now? Like are you doing hands-on treatments and what kind of treatments are you doing? Are you doing needling and pills and things or are you more got staff under you who are doing that or you? how does that look for you? So at the minute I'm still very hands-on. Um, I do five days a week in the clinic with clients. I specialise in doing skincare treatments but also I offer sugar in which is a hair removal technique, which is also very good for the skin um, compared to waxing. Um, I also have recently um, have uh, my first employee. So Tamsin has joined the team and it's great because Tamsin actually comes from a nutrition background so that we can be like a dream team, fingers crossed. Yes, love that. And offer everything from, from all angles, like I said. So Tamsin's very, I mean, she loves gut health and she loves the feeling your skin from the from the inside and, and uh, it means that we do have that that team here where we're working on everything. Um, so yeah, so day to day I do mostly um, skin treatments and sugar in. Um, like you mentioned at the very very start, I work off uh, a method of corneal therapy. So corneal corneal therapy is very much focusing on the skin barrier. So we believe that skin barrier is the most integral part of the skin. In fact, that it protects the skin. The skin barrier is like the roof on your house, and if you're missing tiles. You're going to be losing heat or water out, and then you're going to be letting pathogens in. So our main focus in treatments in clinic is rebuilding that um, that roof as such. So, um, so yeah, so a lot of the treatments that I offer are progressive rather than aggressive because we believe that the, the skin barrier is the most integral part of, of treating the skin. And building that, that strong barrier is what makes a difference between these um, conditions that present. I feel like there's been more awareness and I don't know whether that's just personal because I've spent more time and money looking into skincare in the last six to 12 months, but there has been more good therapists that I chat to. They're more like skin barrier, skin barrier, skin barrier. Like there is a big push for that now. Protecting your skin barrier, what does that look like or feel like? Because in my mind, I think broken skin barrier, I think let's just say acne and you've picked the pimple and there's an obvious hole in it, in your skin. What does it look like healing and repairing it? Um, so the skin barrier itself, whenever we talk about skin barrier, we're talking about a couple of different things, not just the 
um, the, the picking of the skin, like you say. So we're working on the stratum corneum. So that's a very, very top level of the epidermis, which a lot of people thought wasn't that important. Um, but now science is showing us that there is these are messenger cells that send messages down to the deeper layers of the skin. So they are important. So in the past, we were just like exfoliate them, exfoliate them, get them off, get them off, get them off. But we actually need those those to be very, very healthy. The way I describe it is if you think about um, sponges. So sponges, if when they're dried out, they're like, you know, funny shape and they're small. Um, but if you fill them full of water, you know, they have that nice kind of juicy plump effect. So that's the important part of the stratum corneum is making sure that that roof or that uh, those sponges are nice and full because that's what's going to do a layer protection. Then we have what's called the acid mantle. So the acid mantle is like a layer on the skin that is oil and water. So it comes from your sebum and it comes from your sweat. So again, this this acid mantle is a layer of protection on the skin. And again, if we're doing heavy treatments or heavily exfoliating or using tretinoin, this is the part that gets damaged because it's affecting the pH of the skin. Then on top of that, we have obviously the microbiome. So the microbiome is our good bacteria, which again, deal with anything that's on the surface of the skin. So the skin barrier itself is actually a lot more than just what people think. And that's why it's so important because those three layers are your, your skin's whole defense system and your skin's immunity. And um, so whenever we're working with the um, skin barrier, the main thing is to try and keep it as intact as possible. So if you're doing exfoliations, not over exfoliating and just making sure that... Um, the integrity of the stratum corneum is kept intact. Also, what we like to do is we like to use skincare products that mimic those kind of um, that acid mantle. So in DMK, for example, we use CBE, which is there to mimic the oil in your skin. And we use herb and mineral mist, which is there to mimic the water. So it's almost like fake it till you make it when it comes to repairing the skin barrier. So we're, we're creating that layer to act as a skin barrier until it heals itself underneath. So... Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's thing, what we're trying to do when we're working with the skin barrier. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess that would impact a variety of conditions like psoriasis or eczema or rosacea 100%. or yeah. anything, isn't it? It's across the board. Yeah. I always say to my when clients come in to me, because clients come in, they're like, I want to get rid of um, these blackheads or I want to get rid of um, these these breakouts or whatever. And when I look at their skin, I'm like, so what do you think the difference between your skin and my skin is that I can help you with? And like, well, yours is this and yours is that. And I was like, do you know why mine is like that? Because I have a strong barrier to protect it. So the first thing I do with any client, no matter whether they're eczema, whether they're psoriasis, whether they're acne, the first thing we always do is repair that barrier. Because if you don't have that strong roof on your house, then there's no point doing anything else. You, you need that, that strong roof to protect the skin. Because these conditions that are presenting are caused by pathogens or water loss or, you know, um, yeah. excretion from the skin. So... Yeah, yeah 110%. That's like when someone comes to me and they're constipated. I'm like, I don't care about removing candida or parasites <laughs> or balancing your hormones or anything. Because I'm like, if you're not pulling that stuff out of your body, I can yeah. throw stuff in you all day and you can't exactly. clear it. So it's, exactly. yeah. there's always those foundations. Yeah, 110%. And do you find like working with the DMK products, what do you love about them? Because for those who don't know anything about them, they are, from what I sort of picked up, a botanical type blend like a, yes. a natural yeah 100 so um dmk's um they've strongly believe in matching the, the skin's biochemistry um because if your skin doesn't recognize a product then you might as well just throw it over your shoulder because this, if the skin can't recognize it then it can't work with it so yeah their products are all botanical based and they work off a philosophy philosophy of re remove rebuild protect maintain so it was that philosophy that really 
drew me towards it because the remove part is what we get whenever we go for a facial, whenever we go for a skin treatment. That's the exfoliation. That's working on the surface of the skin. But what sets DMK apart is the next part, which is the rebuild. So it's the rebuilding of the skin and it works with the internal structures. Um, where, and you can see um, there's this thing called the plasmatic effect. You can see where fresh oxygen has been delivered to the skin. You can see where there has been lymphatic drainage. So I liked it because it was working on those internal structures, not just on the surface of the skin. And then obviously we have um, uh, protect and maintain. So protecting the skin is obviously using our SPFs and home care. And then maintaining is just following um, following up and keeping with a good, strong skincare routine. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that, that philosophy is kind of what sets the impact part and why I love working with it. Yeah. And it must be so rewarding doing what you're doing because one, you're, you have so much knowledge, so you can assess someone quite well and sort of go, okay, these are the treatment steps we need. But when you're working with a good product and you have good routines and you have those things and you know, and you would imply to your clients that this is not a quick fix, this is skin is, you know, three, six, 12 months kind of things, but you must just see such great results over that time period when people do really commit to the skin barrier and to the good, you know, products and all those things. Oh, hundred percent. And one of the things I think is one of the things I think is really important when it comes to skincare is enjoying it. If you don't like your products or you don't like doing your treatments, you are not going to do them. Uh, and that's what a lot of the times, for example, when I'm working with a client, I would rather them just be honest with me if they don't like a product or if there's something from their old routine that they really, really love. It's about finding that balance where you're getting the results that you need, but also enjoying doing your routine um, because it can be, you know, whenever you're tired and you're getting ready for bed and buy all these lotions and potions and all this different thing, it needs to be something that you enjoy working with. And anyone who starts using DMK that I have seen has loved it. Um, I haven't had anybody like, mm, I didn't really like that. Mm. The only thing is whenever you're working with the skin barrier and you're healing the barrier first, it's not a very sexy process. You know, you're not seeing those immediate results. Like you said, I can see them, but some it's, it's very rare that a client can see them as quickly as I can because I'm analyzing the skin. So it, the clients do have to stick with it and realize that it, it's not a quick fix. Um, but yeah, so that would be the, yeah, it's, repairing the skin barrier isn't always sexy because it's not giving you that instant kind of results. It has to heal and it has to repair over time. Um, but yeah, that's where the commitment is. is yeah. The, yeah. And I guess your biggest thing, like if you're thinking about for someone starting who's going, well, I've got skin that I'm not happy with and I don't know where to start and I don't, you know, know who to see or those kinds of things. I feel like your first thing would be to someone to have a look at the ingredients in their skincare and just start by assessing with what are you actually putting on your face? No, you don't. Like DMK is not cheap. It's not the cheapest stuff. You can't walk into your supermarket and buy it. And that is for a reason. That's just like stool testing. Any of the things I do, it's not a cheap process, but you don't have to jump straight there, but you can start at home and start making small changes, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Yes. And I do think it's really important not to overwhelm a client, especially if they've just been using soap on their face for 35 years. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to have them on like a 12 step program. On the flip side, you get some people who are like, give me everything and they want to get into this and they want to be excited by it. But um, no, yeah. So the main thing is I always ask clients to send me pictures of what they're currently using or if they're coming in for their first treatment, I'll get them to write everything down on their consultation form. And while their mask is on, I might hear Googling what's in everything. Um, I have this really good thing on my website, um, which is like an ingredient analyzer. 
So you can copy and paste the ingredients of something and it will tell you potentially if it blocks pores. So a lot of the things I treat is obviously acne and breakouts and blackheads. Um, and this is a good thing to go off. Now, it's not 100% because the, the scale that it was measured off um, is quite an old technique. But if you're someone who's struggling with acne, the first thing we should do is just eliminate anything that comes up on that list. You can reintroduce them slowly if you need, if you want to, if you really, really love them to see if it was having an effect. But yeah, so that um, bringing them in and getting them to check the ingredients is is a key part of what I do as well. Because I'm not, I'm not a salesperson, Sheridan. I'm, I'm really not. And anything that I recommend is stuff that I do believe in. And my clients will tell you that too. I, I, I would never be pushy. And it's when they ask me, then that's whenever I will recommend, oh yeah, well, that would be good to add in or this isn't great or... If they're honest with me, like that's out of my budget, I will do the research and try and find something similar, but I can't guarantee what will happen, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you if you go with what I recommend, then I understand what should happen in the skin because that's what I've studied and that's what I've done with DMK. And I know how the products should interact with each other as well. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's so important because like you said, like I've worked with people who are salesy in the DMK stuff and they're so pushy and then it just becomes like, I don't even know what I need. And then she sold me the wrong products and my skin hated it. And I was like, this is not. And then I went to someone good and they're like, right, okay, this is what we need. This is what we're doing. This is the process. And within a couple months, I was like, oh, okay. I can see the changes. I'm not quite where I want to be yet, but I can see things shifting and changing and working with the right person when it comes to skin. I just feel like it makes such a world of difference. 100%. And touched on something I said earlier, there's a lot of mistrust in in my industry, I think, um, because there are people who are salespeople and they're not skin people or they're not science people in there. And that's, it's just, it has a bad reputation. It leaves a bad reputation for Mm -hmm. a lot of the other skin therapists who aren't just salespeople, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, yeah, no, I wish you were here because I wish I could come see you and be like, help me, this is great. But anyway, I'll have to make a trip over. Um, Absolutely, I'll come to you, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, come to Australia, come like Queensland where it's nice and warm this time of the year. It's Sounds good to me because it's absolutely freezing here and it's summer. Is it? Oh, uh, yeah, we don't get good weather that often here. Oh, no. Well, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. I think you're just incredible and you're so passionate about what you do and I think that's just the most important thing and you're always pushing for answers and questions and just going you know there is no easy path but there is you know a journey and it takes time and skin takes time but yeah we really appreciate you just sharing that stuff with us so for those who want to stalk and follow you and learn more where is the best place so my instagram is vitality underscore skin underscore clinic um that's the best place that's where i kind of post most stuff Yep, perfect. And I will link that in the show notes and I'll also put a link to your website so people can jump yeah. on and have a look at um, that ingredient analyzer thing if they want to, which is awesome as well. But, yeah, thank you so much for jumping on. It was a pleasure to have you here and hopefully we'll chat again soon. Yes, thanks very much for having me, Sharon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.